You're listening to the Party Girl Podcast with Chelsea Curtis, episode 103. All right, have you ever felt left out or lonely or just like people were kind of giving you the cold shoulder or brushing you off? You know, I used to think when I was in middle school and high school, I honestly thought I can't wait until I'm an adult because then I won't have to feel these feelings ever again and I won't have these problems anymore. And it's interesting how even into adulthood, I still struggle with feeling left out or feeling like I'm not lovable or acceptable or the things I like or do or the way I am. Although consistent, although I'm consistent, I feel like it's maybe not good enough for some people. Have you ever felt that way? Well, I have been kind of going through a bout of off and on with some of those feelings and it's hard. I want to just sit and acknowledge that it is hard to question your worthiness and to question if you're lovable or good enough or to wonder why you got invited to this one thing or event and not invited to another one or just, you know, I think it stems back to a place of self-doubt and we all go through this. It doesn't matter how old you are or how long you've been um, in your business working. There are just times where we just feel a little off and it can mess up your mental focus and it can mess up your ability to be as productive as you could be because time is wasted focusing on something that you don't really know. It's an assumption, right? Have you ever felt like no one liked you and you were kind of the outcast and you didn't get invited to things and then you asked a question and somebody was like, oh, I didn't even know you would want to do that. And then all of a sudden it opened doors. You know, I've had that happen too, where you feel left out and you're assuming all these things. And then when you ask some questions, you see this other side and you realize, oh, okay, maybe it's not like that. So whether it's really like that and people are giving you the cold shoulder and you just feel like you can't catch a break and you don't have really that good um, network of close friends or you do, um, you can always work toward that. And that's kind of what I've been working on this year in 2019 is to just be okay with more quality and less quantity people in my life, which is kind of ironic for somebody that plans events um, one of them being women's only dance parties where hundreds of women come, right? Um, but all that being said, like, I still want to know that when I go to bed at night, that the people I'm surrounding myself with, that they just get me. And as extra or as over the top or frilly or frou-frou or ridiculous or whatever I am, that they just say, we're just happy that you're here, Chelsea. Like it doesn't, <laughs> you don't need to explain yourself or justify to us because we just love you and we're just happy you're here. And so then it makes me wonder, like, am I that kind of a friend? Or if I think about it, are there people that I've maybe offended completely unintentionally, not even knowing by not including them or not inviting them or, you know, 
you just, you just wonder. And so while you can't please everybody all the time and while you can't invite every single person to every single thing, it's interesting because we still beat ourselves up over it, even though we know our intentions are pure or good or whatever they may be, we still tend to beat ourselves up over it. So I want to talk to you about an exercise that I have adopted from Dr. Laura that is all about mental focus and anxiety and stress for myself in my own life are completely alleviated when I incorporate this practice into my life. And it sounds ridiculous, but it's, we're calling it focus on the elephant. If you've heard me talk about this, then you already know where I'm going. But what I want you to do is like, all of us have stresses and contentious things in our life or things that make us feel uncertain or insecure or unlovable or unwanted. And instead of focusing on those, I got this from Dr. Laura, by the way, surprise, surprise. Instead of focusing on those things, close your eyes. Do it with me right now if you're not driving. Okay, close your eyes and I want you to picture an elephant. And I want you to start at the feet and the toes of the elephant and just picture what those stumpy trunk legs look like and going up the elephant's wrinkly body, the dirt kind of buried into the crevasses of all the folds and the big floppy ears and the wrinkly trunk and the shape of the tip of the trunk and you know the teeth and and the eyelashes and does the elephant have like a big belly and a tail and is the tail frayed and dirty you know when you think about an elephant in that much detail when we go into that much depth about it were you thinking about how sad you were that you didn't get invited to that party. No, because you were focused on the elephant, right? When you think about all of those little details, are you concerned that people in your neighborhood don't like you? No, because you're focused on the elephant, right? So the same thing goes in the reverse. Like if I'm sitting thinking about how I don't have this or that, or that I'm not you know, wanted or lovable or people don't want to be my friend, that is consuming. And just as easily as you can sit and consume and and focus on those thoughts, you can easily think about anything else, even an elephant, and it will take your mind off of it. And so there have been times recently, you guys, where I've felt insecure. I felt like friends that I really like haven't texted me back quickly enough. And it's just a lot of things mounting. And so it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy when you have these lows and these feelings of insecurity, everything kind of starts to complement the fact that you're insecure and you start to see things that maybe aren't even there, but they tend to manifest because you feel like they should. And then it kind of gives yourself that self-fulfilling prophecy of, see, this is proof that nobody likes me or see, this is proof that I am a crappy mom or see, this is proof that I'm not a good wife or that I'm not cut out for business or that I'm not original or I'm not creative or whatever it may be, whatever it may be. So I want to challenge you to think about something else. And it's just a practice. And I, I've kind of convinced myself that people who genuinely don't care about what other people think, like somebody who I think is really good at this, they must be really good at it because it's, kind of mind-blowing. I would think that uh, Donald Trump is probably somebody who really legitimately does not care 
about what other people think. Now, he's probably a bad example because he's a political figure. But if you think about him before the politics, when he was on The Apprentice, we all loved that about him. Like, he, we did, he just didn't care. He didn't take any gruff from any of those people. And if they complained or said he was mean or whatever, he was just like, whatever, you're fired. Right? He didn't care. And so I think about that sometimes. Like, how many of my thoughts are coming in that are crappy thoughts that aren't serving me, that aren't working in my favor? And how, how should I be behaving? Should I be like, okay, crappy thought. Why don't you just take over all of my mental real estate, my very limited prime real estate, go front and center in my brain and tell me all the horrible things and I'll just sit here and listen. Or should we be like, you know, the Donald Trump of our brain, the apprentice and say, you're fired, get out of here. I'm going to think about something else and do something else and look at something else, right? So as you are going through this holiday season, if you're like me, you've already got the struggle of seasonal depression at bay and you're trying to keep it at bay. And for me, this exercise of the elephant has helped tremendously in my life to help me feel a sense of control and a sense of self-worth. And I think a lot of the feelings of insecurity come from a lack in our own self-worth that we do not see ourselves the way God sees us. And you have to remember, sometimes the people that are hurting you, they're going through their own thing. So isn't it interesting how we tend to make it all about ourselves, make it all about us, make it all about me. And maybe that person is going through their own thing. So whatever it is that helps you manage it, you should know that you are not the victim of your life and you are not the supporting character. You are the star in your story. You are the main character in the book of your life. And so what kind of a character do you want to be? I've been listening to this book called Building a Story Brand, and it's really interesting because they talk about adversity and struggle and trials as a gift for your story. And what what I mean by that is imagine a story where the character has no challenges, no trials, zero obstacles, no hurdles to overcome. It would be pretty boring. You know, girl has a rocking hot body. She can eat whatever junk food she wants. She marries the first millionaire that sweeps her off her feet. They live in a beautiful mansion. The end. Like, I don't know. That just, like, that doesn't sound compelling like a good story. You're just like, okay. I'm sure that's some people's story from the outside, right? But it's not the type of story that makes us feel like we care about the main character or that they understand us or that they know what it's like because they've had to go through hard things. And if you are not dead right now, which I hope you're not, I hope you're alive listening to this, not one of the ghost listeners. But if you're alive right now and you're listening to this, I want to remind you that you can withstand whatever challenges and trials are in front of you. And if that means that you need to train your mental focus and think about other things, if that means you need to find a whole new group of friends and to say, you know what, I'm not surrounding myself with crappy friends anymore. And by definition, someone who is crappy to you is not a friend. Someone who is crappy to you is not a sister or a mother or a relationship that you have to put up with just because you can actually choose to distance yourself And to surround yourself with influences that are positive and kind and enlightening and happy. And when I think about 
those relationships because I have a few of those. And when I think about those, the handful that I just know get me rain or shine. If I found myself in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean covered in blood and a raft, I could call them and they would help. You know what I mean? Like one of those kind of friends. And, and that that's all you need is one good friend, one good friend. And if you are lucky enough, if you are blessed enough to find more good people in your life, by all means, expand that circle. But the second that someone mistreats you or makes you feel like you are less than you are, again, you're under no obligation to stick around. And by you pretending, and this is really for me, you guys, like this next part is all for Chelsea. When I act like a sad puppy because people don't want to be my friend or I'm trying and hoping and begging and pleading to get invited to something, like, is that really, is that really the best I could do? Like, wouldn't you rather surround yourself with people who want to be around you versus being like the backup or the understudy for someone who couldn't come? As an event planner, I used to feel like all of my parties needed to be packed and they needed to have a lot of people. And you know what? If you've got a lot of good people, that's a beautiful thing. But at some point you recognize and you realize that you would rather have a handful of quality people who are grateful and gracious than a whole stadium full of fake people who don't give two cents about you and don't really care about you, the person. So I hope that if you've been feeling low or if you've kind of come out of that, that you can remember your worth and that that comes from you directly from God because he made you, period. Because he made you, you are worthy of love. Because you are here, you are worthy, period. So do the right thing. Be the best version of yourself. Be kind to other people, even if they're not kind to you. And surround yourself with the best of the best. And I promise when you do that, you'll look around and you'll feel really unworthy because you'll feel a sense of, I don't even deserve this, right? You're surrounded by such good people that you'll feel a sense of like, I don't even deserve this good of a life and and these good of relationships, but you will deserve it because whatever you earn and whatever you work on, you deserve. So I'll catch you in the next episode. I love you guys. And I want you to know that you're worth it.